We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Not very long. Yeah, okay. That. Oh, there we go. Thanks so much, Harlan. That was uh, um, a good reminder of, you know, I think one of the interesting things about about this congregation that, that we love so much is that we all come from so many different backgrounds, um, so many different traditions that that uh, that that we're looking for, that we come from, and and uh, looking to see how Christ brings all of that diversity together into a family that he weaves into something that's uh, that's different than what we all know and yet um, brings honor and glory to him and and draws us into a place where we can serve him and and bring glory to him in this community in a unique way uh, is just very good so I, I appreciate you uh, sharing today Harlan uh, this is first advent and uh, as I said we are going to be going through in this advent season uh, looking at uh, different Christmas carols and and uh, diving a little bit deeper into the the meaning and the the um, uh, the story that is being told through these different Christmas carols um, because I get to uh, organize and and set up the schedule um, I get to choose the one that I like the most so <laughs> So I, I am, uh, wanted to look this morning at O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, Rob was very pleased that I chose a carol that had all kinds of minor chords in it for him to try and get his fingers around. Um, but it is, uh, I, I think it's also a significant uh, carol for us at the beginning of Advent season because it is an anticipation of the coming of Christ. It, it is speaking out the, the, the desperation of, of first century Judaism as they are, are wrapped up in the, the turmoil of, of being occupied by the Romans and all of the, 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 uh, um, the suffering that that in, in, encompasses, the, the poverty that is there, the, the oppression that comes with all of that. And, and, and there is this crying out for rescue. There's all of the promises that, that, that go throughout Scripture about how God will rescue His people, how He will save them from the circumstances, the situations that they are in. Uh, there's the evidences of that, of, of other points when God had redeemed them, had rescued them out of slavery, out of exile, um, out of the hands of their enemies, um, out of their own sinfulness and drawing them into a, a place of, of true worship and honoring Him. Uh, there were the, the promises through the prophets that one day Messiah would come, that Emmanuel would come and would rescue His people. And as they are there in the midst of all of that turmoil and, and, and sorrow and pain and suffering of the first century, 
this carol just captures that feeling so well. Have you ever been desperate? Have you ever been in circumstances where things are, 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 are going so poorly against you that you there's just this overwhelming cry for help? Something needs to change. In, in, in the role that I'm in uh, with, with Power to Change, the organization Power to Change, I do uh, online mentoring. Where it's a, a Christian organization that reaches out to people uh, through a, a ministry called the Life Project. People who are on the internet looking for answers to their lives. They are struggling through circumstances and situations uh, some of their own making, some uh, things beyond their own control, and they are looking for answers. They are looking for help, and they come to our, set, our, our sites, and we uh, share with them how Christ makes a difference in their lives. And I, it, it, it is eye-opening to read the stories of people in, their, in the midst of their desperation. One just... Uh, came across recently here um, and it says I just want to read it for you it says please pray that the Lord will give me a way to get my three kids and myself out of the abuse and personal nightmare we are enduring safely please pray that God opens a perfect opportunity for us to physically leave and that we are safe and remain safe that we that when we are free from this bondage that we are then helped that god guides me to people and places that will see the seriousness of my desperation of my despair and confusion and all that we lack and therefore the things that we need pray that god ensures that i am doing as he wants and somehow lets me know that i'm doing his will for me and my kids I ask that the Lord comfort my children and give them joy in their new beginnings. I ask that He make things as safe and comforting as possible for them. To conclude, I fear being left in the cold with no place to go, and no help. We don't have any support system. I fear that, that in turn, uh, this makes suffering for my children and thus for me. So above it all, I ask for divine protection from my abuser, for my kids and myself. I need his guidance. I need his approval. I need his protection. I need his wisdom in extreme ways. I, I, I have no experience with that kind of desperation. You know, there's times in my life when there's things that I need and, and, and there's lack or there's pain or there's uh, some kind of broken relationship and, and I cry out for help, but, but to be in this kind of situation. And, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people that we see coming across our sites every day. Uh, we look around our community and, and, and certainly we can identify those people in our community who are in desperate need. The Manavan sees these folks coming to them time and time again every week. 
with, with needs that they have. And we, we see the, uh, the little tent cities and, and places where people are trying to eke out some kind of existence, whether it's choices of their own or whether it is a case of mental illness or, or, or whatever the circumstances that have brought them to that place, we can identify them and see them there. And yet, I, I read a letter like this and I realize that there are many more people that we brush by completely unawares of the level of desperation that they are in. That's why I think this, this carol it encapsulates so well that cry of the heart for help, for divine intervention, for, for God to, to take this messed up world to make things right. It is a carol that that identifies the character of Christ in each one of its pleas. It, it, the, the, the writer here has used uh, the, the prophetic words of Isaiah to, uh, to inform the, the call for God's help, for God's intervention in our lives and all the different ways that that the character of Christ meets us at our needs, just like this woman is asking for protection, for guidance, for approval, for wisdom. The wonderful news of this carol is, is that Christ fulfills all of those cries for help. And as we look through Isaiah and we look at, at the way that Messiah is being portrayed in, in the, the, the prophecies of Isaiah through the inspiration of God, we see how his character so perfectly meets us in the place of our needs. And then all put together with those really difficult minor chords to play, it just gives you this sense of desperation of the people of the first century. Emmanuel, will you please come? God with us, come and be with us. Something that I discovered as I looked more closely at, at this, this carol, it, it is actually a, 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 a remix. That's not what you would really call it, but it is a remake of a of an old Latin carol that, that goes back to at least the 5th century, if, if not more likely even earlier, because the references that we see to it in the 5th in the century uh, talk about it in such a common way that, that it gives the impression that this is something that, that the church has been using in its preparation for Christmas for centuries. It's called, uh, the, the original is called O Antiphon, anti, <laughs> make sure I get this right, Antiphonus, Antiphons, there we go, O Antiphons. And, and what it was, was in Vespers, in the, the week leading up to Christmas, uh, each day in the seven days prior to Christmas Eve, at Vesper time, the church would, 
would recite one of these verses, each one of them being a call to come. There is the, the cry for, O Sapentia, O Wisdom. And that's what it all starts with. And, and, and then it goes through and, and uh, all the way until the, the 23rd of December. And each night there is, there is a, uh, uh, an ex- exploration of one of these different characters of Christ. I, I've, I've listed the, if you want to go to the next, I've, I have uh, uh, printed out here the, the English translation of the original Latin um, uh, verses that were being sung. So on December the 17th, uh, uh, whether it was the, the monks or some of the, the church would come together and they would sing this, O uh, Sapentia, O Wisdom, coming forth from the mouth of the Most High, reaching from one end to the other, mightily and sweetly ordering all things, come, and teach us the way of prudence. This is reaching back to Isaiah's, Isaiah's prophecy in, in Isaiah 11, which says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. Christ being the wisdom that we need in our lives to address the the circumstances, the sorrows, the struggles that we're facing in our lives, that He is the one who gives us the insight to know what is the way to go forward. Oh, wisdom, come. Then on the 18th, they would then go to, Oh, Adonai, translates, O Lord, O Adonai, then the leader of the house of Israel who appeared to Moses in the fire of the burning bush and gave him the law on Sinai. Come, come and redeem us with an outstretched arm. Hearkening to the prophetic promise of Isaiah 33, uh, verse 22, which says, The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our ruler. The Lord is our King. He will save us. What a great promise that we have. uh, That the God who came to rescue the people from Egypt, uh, to bring them to Mount Sinai where they would have the opportunity of of being shaped beyond just a a ragtag family into a nation that would represent God to the whole world, to be His witnesses in all of the nations. This is the same God who is our King, who is our Judge, who is the One who saves us and rescues us. O Lord, come. And then on December 19th, uh, they would go to O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse. O root of Jesse, standing as a sign among the peoples, before you kings will shut their mouths. To you the nations will make their prayer. Come and deliver us and delay no longer. 
comes out of Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Let me just say, uh, I have been enjoying our Bible study on, in Isaiah over the last number of months. And I would invite all of you to come and join us. It has been just such a, a wonderful experience to dive deep into the prophetic word of Isaiah. And, and we've been going through some of these verses and looking at the, the historical significance of the root of Jesse and, and the great promise that this is that that the nations, this world that is so opposed to Christ. We see societies and governments that have historically been founded in their faith in Jesus Christ, determinedly turning their back on Him and going in other directions. And we see the persecution that's happening to, to so many in the church in, in governments and areas where, where they are opposed to Christ. And this amazing promise that the nations shall inquire of Him. That His dwelling shall be glorious. It talks in another passage in Isaiah about how they come to know the ways of God. That they will come to Mount Zion to inquire of Him. What a wonderful world that will be when, when the message, the commands of Christ are the highest ideal that everyone is striving to know and striving to, to allow to guide the way that they live their lives. O oh, root of Jesse, come and deliver us. On December 20th, they would then sing, O oh, Clavis David, O oh, Key of David. O key of David and scepter of the house of Israel, you open and no one can shut. You shut and no one can open. Come and lead the prisoners from the prison house, those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death. All pointing to that prophecy in Isaiah chapter 22. I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open and no one shall shut. He shall shut and no one shall open. All of the, uh, the, the aspects of life that are so often closed to us, for those that are captive in a, in a culture, in a society that, that opposes their values in following God and knowing God, that the key of David would come and open a way would open his house and let the floodgates of his goodness flow out into the nations and into the world and into our lives that we would know him and be able to live our lives and, 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 and our worship openly and expressive before him. O key of David, come and lead the prisoners from this prison house. And then on December 21st, they come to O Orion's, O Dayspring, O morning star, splendor of light, eternal and sun of righteousness, come and enlighten those who dwell in the darkness and in the shadow of death. That wonderful prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 9, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. Oh, how we need the morning star to shine into our world today. The, the darkness that, that uh, as much as we try and deny that it's there, we, we just see it encroaching more and more and choking out the light that shines in this world. Jesus is that light. As Harlan pointed out, the reason that we have lights, that we have candles, it, it represents how Christ comes to shine His light, His truth into our lives. O morning star, come, enlighten us who dwell in darkness. And then on December 22nd, O Rex, Gentium, O King of the nations, O King of the nations and their desire, the cornerstone making both one, come, save the human race which you fashioned from clay. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And as much as the world talks about a desire for peace, we just see decisions being made and we fling ourselves more and more headlong into conflict than we do towards peace. That, that our way needs to be the right way and we see the way that that brings nation against nation and, and the, the upheaval and the way that it, that it devastates the lives of the most vulnerable. Oh, King of the Nations, will you come? looks forward to the Isaiah 2 passage which says, He shall judge between nations and shall arbitrate from many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Oh, Lord, please come. And then they would finish on December 23rd with the one, the verse that we start with. O Emmanuel, O God is with us. O Emmanuel, our King and our Lawgiver, the hope of the nations and their Savior, come, save us, O Lord our God. And that wonderful promise that Matthew points to and says that this was speaking of Jesus. This prophetic word from Isaiah was to identify our Messiah. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son, and you shall call Him Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, Emmanuel, come. And save us, Lord our God. Within this Latin cry for help, cry for the coming King to rescue us, to save us, there is a surprise promise. As you line up the, all of the seven different uh, uh, opening lines of each one of these verses of this carol. 
we find this acrostic within it that ends with this surprise. And, and as you go through, you are seeing the S and then the A and all the pieces are coming together until you get the final E. And in Latin, that spells arrow cross, which means I will be present tomorrow. That on December 23rd, the, uh, the day before the coming Christ, the promise in all of this cry for help is that I am coming tomorrow. What great joy there is in first century Judaism with the declaration of the angels that the Messiah has come. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And He has come to rescue us. And this carol, as it looks back at that cry of help of first century Judaism, of the people of Israel, crying out for their Messiah to come, it also is looking forward to the second return, the second coming of our Lord, when He will come and rescue us. And just as certain in that cry that was there in first century that tomorrow I will be present, that same certainty is for us today that Christ is coming. He will return. He will rescue us. And all of those promises of Isaiah that, that have yet to go fulfilled will find perfect fulfillment in the coming of our Lord. And that's why in dispersed in our carol, there is the refrain again and again, Rejoice! Rejoice! Emmanuel, your Lord, has come to rescue you, Israel. Are you desperate today? There are people in your lives that, that their, their walls are crashing in. There are, there are pressures. There are things outside of their control or maybe a result of some of the choices that they're made that their world is falling apart and they're crying out for help. Maybe that's something that's going on in your life, that there's uh, things that are, are pressing in. The world is, is becoming a harder and a harder place to live in. The sorrows and the, the anguish of, 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 of health, of relationships, of financial standing, all are pressing hard on you, bringing you to a point of desperately crying out, help. The good news is rejoice. For God with us is here.
He will lead and he will be your wisdom. He will be your light. He will be your king. He will be your protection. He will be your judge. He will be your father, your Lord, your rescuer. This Christmas season, as we prepare our hearts, this Advent time, as we are getting ready for the coming of Christmas, let us pray that we would be agents of that message of hope, that we would experience it for ourselves, and that we would then have opportunity to share it with those around us who are in need, who are hurting. We are going to close our service, we're going to wrap this up by singing that carol once again. Um, I found a version that incorporates all seven of those verses from the original Latin uh, carol. And we're going to sing it, and we're going to sing it in the original order. So we will be ending with, O come, O come, Emmanuel, but we'll be starting with, O come, wisdom. And um, as we sing this, as you stand with me and sing this together with me, let's, uh, let's make this the cry of our heart that we would be agents of this hope, this message that Christ has come and will be present with us in our need and in our hurt. Would you stand with me as we sing together?
that you bring wisdom and hope and peace into our lives, that you guide us into being agents of your peace in this world. This morning we give ourselves to you. We pray that You would be God with us in the midst of our sorrow, in the midst of our struggles. But more than that, that we would be Your testimony of Your presence in this world. And that in this Advent season, that as we go about our lives and our days and our works and our plays, 